Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and the Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Desiree Howler, CEO, and I gave her the title of Chief Sub Organizer with SubSafe. Desiree, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Roy, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, really excited to have you on the show. Uh, I know we had Zorpads on uh, a few weeks ago, and they shared the same episode on Shark Tank with you guys. You and your husband, Adam, went on the show in hopes of uh, sharing a 13% of your company exchange, but ended up doing a deal with Mark Cuban and Charles Barkley, where they gave you $100,000 for 25% of the company. So I love this product. Give us and the audience an idea of where did this idea come from? What, what inspired you to create SubSafe? Well, my husband and I are avid boaters, and uh, even more specifically, we do a lot of offshore fishing. And where we live, we spend the whole day. It takes about two hours just to get to the location. So it's it's really an all-day event. And um, I think like most men are uh, kind of creatures of habit, my husband always did the same thing. He, he went to the sub shop, he got the sub, he put it in the cooler. And um, we would always return with half of a soggy mess. You know, the part that, that stayed in just those extra couple hours was just enough to to throw it over and and uh, ruin it. So I was actually just, I had no intention of creating a product in the beginning. I was just trying to find something on the market. And it was just kind of one of those light bulb moments when I looked at him and said, I tried to buy you something for your birthday and I couldn't find it anywhere. So um, that's how it all started. It started on a boat. Awesome. Well, you're solving a need, right? Like many of the problems that entrepreneurs and startups face, they saw a problem and they solved it, you know, with creating a product like that. So I'm really interested to know, you know, again, because of the simplicity of the product, if you will, what was that process like in terms of product development for the first time for you guys? Who did you work with? How many iterations did you go through until you had that perfect sub safe? A lot. It actually, um, our first prototype was made with PVC pipe. <laughs> we didn't even, we didn't have a lot of money to get, you know, to get this actual sample made. So we started there and then I actually get it, got in contact with uh, a family member who does a lot of manufacturing. And from there we were able to uh, kind of facilitate the process. Excellent. So what was the biggest challenge for you, you know, as a first time creator, entrepreneur, if you will, when you're encountered with designing the product out? 
everything. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, um, we had issues with the threading initially. We had issues with the, the thickness and, you know, the first couple ones that we received, if you pushed on it too hard, then the other side would pop off. And, you know, we really wanted to create an extremely high quality product that you can feel comfortable putting in the cooler, throwing a case of waters or beer or whatever onto it and not have to worry about it for the whole day. So it, I would say we probably went through, I think it was like four or five samples. We still have them all before we finally got it right and added the silicone ring and, and um, really made a, a product we were happy with. Nice. So what tips, what tips would you have for a company or entrepreneur about to move into the assembly and manufacturing phase of product development? I would say get as many opinions as, as you can. It's kind of something that I live by anyway in business. I just think that you don't you don't have to take all of them, but you never know when somebody has something to offer that you didn't think of. And I wish that we had we were so and and you know, it's a catch 22 because if you have a product that you're in the process of also patenting, then you want to be careful who you discuss it with, but um I wish we had gone to more friends and family and just said, "Hey, you have any ideas of how you think this could work better?" cuz you know, someone ended up saying something in the 11th hour and we were like, ah, oh, duh, perfect. That's what we need. We need the gasket. So anyway, get as many. So when you're talking about, yeah. When you're talking about friends and family, it's interesting in terms of like the marketing side. So how did you guys go about deciding who was your target market and audience potentially outside of the boaters in the community there? I think that just kind of happened organically. Uh, we, you know, through social media and all of our targeted ads, we just kind of did a lot of trial and error. And, you know, we, we, the consumers ended up coming back to us and saying, Hey, I don't know. I don't only use it at the beach. I use it here. I use it when, you know, my kids are playing ball and I'm sitting sidelines all day. And I'm, you know, they started giving us more ideas and, um, and it kind of just happened organically over time. Interesting. So did you guys learn Facebook ads and how to run all of that on your own? It's, <laughs> I have learned a lot of things since we uh, launched this company. I, I mean, essentially everything I've done, that is the one thing I have not fully learned yet. And it's just, it's like reading Chinese to me, but I'm working on it and I'm getting there little by little. And it's, Something by June is my goal to have fully mastered it and be able to run the campaigns myself. Yeah, unfortunately, it's an ever-moving target uh, with Facebook's recent changes now with how they're scoring our ads. So again, more more studying to be done on on everyone's part right now. Exactly, and you know, of course, once we aired, it was it's been extremely chaotic and in a good way. You know, it's been such a blessing, but you know, I haven't exactly had time to sit down and research. <laughs> I can imagine. So in talking about Shark Tank, the show, how long was it before you found them or they found you to your show actually uh, going through the process and actually having your show air? We um, started the application. So we launched February 26th of 18. And uh, we started the application process weeks after we launched maybe a full month, but, you know, pretty much right away. And we filmed in June of 18 and we aired January 27th. So it's a really long time to keep a secret that big. 
that level. Absolutely. Yeah, I know uh, it, it can be difficult, right? Holding all that juicy goodness in terms of whether you did a deal or didn't do a deal and whether or not it's actually going to air or not, right? Exactly. Because that's not that's not guaranteed, as you know. So yeah, you just it's kind of business as usual, life as usual. And, you know, the the due diligence process of the deal itself takes time. So we learned learned a lot of patience. I'll just say that. (laughs) Nice. So what was the process like when you were auditioning for Shark Tank? It was it was a lot of back and forth and but all in all it was it was a really great experience. I know that there are certain things I um about the show that's proprietary in and of itself that we have to be careful. But everyone was was just super supportive and uh you know every step and every next level that we made it to and through we just we we just had a great time with it. No, that's great. And I think uh, a lot of people that I've interviewed on the show and clients that we've had on the show uh, really, you know, echo this, this similar sentiments of just the uh, professionalism of that entire production crew. And, you know, I had Mindy, one of the uh, I think executive producers uh, on the show earlier as well. And uh, it seems to be quite the well-oiled machine. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Everything was just smooth sailing and um yeah, it was it was great. It was an incredible experience that we will just forever be so grateful for. So what was the biggest thing that you learned through the whole process of being on Shark Tank? I think we learned a lot about ourselves, honestly. You know, it was it was well, first of all, let me back up. It was so cool being there with all of the other entrepreneurs and getting to know some of the other the other, you know, businesses and personalities and you know, we've made lifelong friends through that whole process too. But um, yeah, I mean, you learn a lot about yourself when you're forced to do, my husband and I are not public speakers. We are, you know, we're just very normal people. And to do that and be a part of something that big, you know, took a lot for us, probably a, a lot more than your average person. So yeah, it was, it kind of was like, all right, if we can get through Shark Tank, we can get through uh presentation to XYZ retailer, you know, <laughs> kind Absolutely. of set the, set the bar for us. <laughs> so what's been the biggest surprise since your Shark Tank episode has aired? I think what I was, I was prepared for the, the um, influx in online sales, but it was a really kind of sweet surprise how many retailers also reached out to us as a result of seeing the show relationships and opportunities that normally require a lot of time and effort, if at all you ever receive them, just were pretty much handed to us, you know? So it was, that was really, really sweet surprise. So you and Charles Barkley and Mark Cuban have started a new company. What, how's that been going? And any advice um, to other people getting on Shark Tank in terms of making a deal with multiple sharks? Yeah, I I would say do it. It's more, I mean, isn't that just kind of the ultimate dream? I, for one, I had no idea how involved Mark was going to be. And that has been just such a help. He is... He is extremely involved and oftentimes he is the first person to respond to my emails, you know, when, when I send it out. And Charles has been so supportive of us. I, you know, it just, the more people you have, the more that's brought to the table, really. 
The more opportunities, the more connections, the more wisdom, the more experience. Absolutely. So what, if anything, would you do differently if you were starting this whole project over again? (laughs) I wish I had my sales right now in this moment to (laughs) to determine the valuation rather than, uh, you know, three months into it or not even. But no, I um, I they, they gave us a very fair value. They actually gave us a better valuation than we went in asking for which I'm sure as you've watched the show never happens. So um, we're very thankful for that, but I don't, I don't have any regrets. I really don't. That's great. All right, Desiree. Well, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Okay. Yes. (laughs) So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I think it was just something that was, uh, I've always had, Uh, I've, never really saw myself working for anyone else. I've always run other people's businesses and I knew ultimately one day that it would just be me and my business. If you could share a sub sandwich with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Ooh, good one. Man, I'm pretty happy with Mark and Charles. (laughs) I am. All right. So what's your favorite sandwich? I am a turkey provolone, all the veggies, all the way type of girl. What's your favorite condiment? I like mustard. There you go. Uh, What book would you recommend to our listeners or other startups and entrepreneurs? So I actually, um, I've read all of the Sharks books. And this is such a good question. From for someone who is starting at the very beginning of the process, I highly recommend Lori's book. She takes you step by step through the entire process. But I loved Mark's book. He has a lot of great business advice in there. Uh, but for, if you're just getting started, I would say Lori's book. Has Charles written a book yet? He has. He's written a couple books. Um, Are You Afraid of the Bit of a Big Black Man is actually the title of the one that I read uh, most recently. And it touches on a lot of racial topics. And it had me, I had to read it in private because I would, I was crying in just about every chapter. But it's a really special book. I think it's one that I would highly recommend. Last question in the launch round. Where do you see Subsafe in the next three years? With an entire product line and all the major retail shelves. So I have about five, five more products coming down the line. Excellent. Well, Desiree, this has been awesome. This is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where they should go, and why they should check out Subsafe. Awesome. So Subsafe is the first waterproof, crush-proof container for sub sandwiches or any really, really any food in uh, that needs to be kept in a cooler. It has flattened ends, so you can use it as cups, bowls. It is completely watertight, so you can use it as dry storage, and it floats. So if you are doing water activities and it goes overboard, it's not going to sink like a lot of other dry storage products. It holds a bottle of wine. It's perfect for travel, putting your toiletries in. It's really just a completely multifunctional container. And you can find it at www.thesubsafe.com. Awesome. Audience, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the notes, the transcript, links to the website, and everything else we talked about today. And, of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. Desiree, thank you so much for being on Art of the Kickstart today. 
Thank you, Roy, for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.